Welcome to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 239. Today is July 12th, 2017. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, hey, today I just wanted to take a quick couple examples from the news, the headlines, and use that to give you some rationale as to why I always say ignore the news, ignore the media. It's just hype. It's just noise. It's just static. That if you try and trade your stocks or move your portfolio around based simply on the headlines, you're probably going to find that it's a money-losing proposition. So here's just two quick examples of what I've seen over the last day or so. The first example involves the unemployment rate. Now, just the other day and today, I've seen articles about how the U.S. unemployment rate continues to move lower, and it's also moving lower in London and England, despite what's going on with the Brexit. Because all the initial fears with the United Kingdom economy was that, you know, if they have a Brexit, it's going to mean a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. But in fact, they're at something like a 30-year low in unemployment. Now, these headlines are really misleading. I know some of you are saying, well, hey, John, just a couple episodes ago, you talked about how a leading economic indicator is the unemployment rate and specifically how whenever the unemployment rate makes a bottom and then starts to move up, that's almost a sure-fired sign that we're going into a recession. And that is, that is absolutely true. I stand by that. It, it perhaps won't happen the next time, but over the last 50, 60 years, an increase in the unemployment rate from a bottom has almost always predicted a recession. And remember, the key point about that is it doesn't matter what the unemployment rate is. The unemployment rate could be very low at 3%, or the unemployment rate could be very high at 7%. It's whenever the unemployment rate has made a recent bottom and then starts to move back up, that's the telltale sign of most recessions, Go back, listen to that episode. In fact, check out my YouTube channel. I I show some graphs on it there as well, some charts. So in any case, I stand behind that. But that's not the news you're seeing in the headlines right now. What you're seeing are things that are saying, well, the unemployment rates are low and they keep going lower. And so that must mean that inflation is just around the corner and the Federal Reserve will be justified in continuing to raise interest rates. And that's the argument and the beef I have with these headlines. You see, the unemployment rate, in my opinion, has absolutely nothing to do with whether we will or won't see increased inflation, because even though employment is historically very high right now, there's nothing to drive inflation from a labor cost standpoint, because wages are not going up. And that's wages in nominal terms, just regular dollars, and more importantly, it's wages in inflation-adjusted terms. You know, if you look over the last... 50 or 60 years, there's been almost no increase in the average wage. That's in inflation-adjusted terms. Yeah, people have made more money than they do 50 years ago, but because of the lack of buying power, those dollars don't go as far, and so in reality, they're either making the same or making less than a comparable occupation would have made 50 years ago. In particular, since the recession in 2008, Wages have not only not gone up in real terms, they're not even really going up in nominal terms. So people are way behind the curve in terms of earning power. But you know what? That's great news for corporations and for corporate profits because it adds to their bottom line and it doesn't spur price inflation. And as long as we see low or stagnant gasoline prices, remember, Just three years ago, oil was trading at over $100 a barrel. Today, it's only at $45 a barrel. 
that's a huge advantage to the consumer. So things like that, things like technology that bring the price of consumer electronics and smartphones and other types of high-tech products where the prices keep coming down or the quality and the performance goes up, that keeps a check on inflation. As I've talked about in my book, The Robots Are Coming, I think there's a real tug of war going on now and into the future between inflation or deflationary pressures. And right now, I'm not sure who's going to win that war because there's no doubt about it that technology and automation are going to keep driving down prices. And so that's why, even though we have very high employment rates, we're not necessarily going to see inflation if wages don't increase, and it doesn't look likely that they will. And so you can't use that as a pure number to determine whether or not the Federal Reserve is going to continue to raise interest rates. I bring this up because they keep hammering and hammering away at this in the media. Our interest rates are artificially depressed right now. They've been that way for almost a decade. We should be somewhere in the range of 4% on the 10-year Treasury. Now, you can argue maybe it should be 3.8 or 4.1. I don't know exactly what that number should be. It doesn't matter. But it should definitely be higher than it is right now and higher than it has been over the last, you know, 8 to 10 years. So what excuse will the Federal Reserve use to raise interest rates? I don't know. I don't think they'll do it if it's going to crash the economy unless, of course, they want to put the screws to Donald Trump, which isn't entirely out of the question. You go back about a year or so ago, I do have an episode on blaming on Trump, where I think it's likely that the elites will do that to him. But in any case, when the media is talking to you about low unemployment rates and how that's going to drive inflation and how that's going to affect interest rates, if I were you, I wouldn't bank on it because I think it's just noise and static. That takes us to the other topic, which has been in the news lately. And this in particular happened yesterday. I saw a headline that came out of Europe and it said that European oil inventories... We're talking about petroleum here. Petroleum inventories, their storage in Europe, were unexpectedly lower. Now, you're always going to see that when it comes to oil. And the funny thing is, you may see some story in the morning, you'll see a totally different one in the afternoon. But it's always unexpectedly, it's always sudden, and it'll talk about inventories. The inventory's up, the inventory's down. And then they try and force a narrative on you, which is a myth because it only considers a very narrow part of the whole supply chain and the whole energy situation. And so the myth that they try and perpetuate when it comes to oil inventories is that when oil inventories are low or lower than expected, like happened yesterday in Europe, that must mean that gasoline and petroleum products are in high demand, that they're getting scarce, and that the price should go up. And that's exactly what happened yesterday morning. The price of oil shot up by more than 2%. But see, that's a false narrative. Think of it this way. Look at the exact opposite part of that logic. Maybe oil inventories are going down, not because gasoline is being used more, and therefore the price of oil needs to go up in the future, but the absolute opposite reason to that. Oil inventories might be going down because the producers of oil are looking out into the future and they're seeing oil selling at a lower sales price than it is today. And so consequently, they don't want to store oil to sell it in a month or three weeks at a lower price than they could get for it today. You see, storing oil doesn't come free. You not only have all the infrastructure, which you could argue is a sunk cost, but you still have to maintain that infrastructure. You have to put oil into it. 
you're carrying the cost of financing that oil on your books. You have to make sure that the oil doesn't leak, that it doesn't get contaminated. You have to transport it around. There's no reason that you would hold on to or inventory oil today if you thought that six months from now it was going to sell for a lower price. And so in reality, a decrease in oil inventories could actually mean that the smart money knows that oil prices are going down, not up. And that's why they're dumping it. That's why they're drawing down their supplies, because they want to sell it today at a higher price than they can get for it tomorrow with the added cost of storage. You see, the headlines never tell you that, though. They only show you one side of the narrative that they want to promote. And there's usually never one simple answer to anything. When it comes to managing my stock portfolios, I don't just look at fundamentals. I don't look just at technicals. I don't look just at trends. I look across the board and I try and see patterns and relationships and try and come up with reasonable rationalizations about where the price of things are going based on a multitude of factors, not just one little headline. And so as always, I encourage you, ignore the news, ignore the media, it's all noise, it's all static, 